feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our hearts through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life
<laughs> and she'll she'll probably be asleep within the next fifteen twenty minutes, maybe thirty minutes at the most. Uh huh. Okay, well, I think this. But one yeah. Yeah, we just came back from Shelby Farm and had her, so we had to do a power walk because we didn't get out there to seven, and so we finished up right oh, at wow. seven thirty. She fell asleep for about the last five minutes of the walk. And um, now she she woke up in the car and just sitting here, like you were saying, looking at the screen, looking at me, like, well, who are you talking to and where are the people, that kind of thing. <laughs> Babies are so fun. They really are. A Y'all lot hear? of work, but a lot of fun. They really are. Like, like they just they just change they just change life. I was looking at her today, like she doesn't have any knowledge of what's going on in the world. Just just so carefree. Mm-hmm. So carefree. So, but, um, so for you guys who are listening, just know that um, I do have Zali in here for a little while. She'll probably be going away, I guess, and I may just keep her on in here if she does well. So, uh, as long as she doesn't start crying. So, if you hear an extra voice, it's Zali back here. We're going to teach her the business. <laughs> so, but why how are things going that way? Tammy, everything is good. There are no complaints here. Um, it, it has been nice. Uh, uh, you you know what you know what I've done uh, since the last show that we were on. I've actually um, uh, sat on sat on my uh, on my balcony. Um, more than I more, more than I normally do, um, and, and granted, it it's been like twice in the two weeks, but that's more than it usually is. And uh, it, it was funny that after we had that last show two weeks ago, I was like, you know what, I need I do need to start doing that more, um, uh-huh. because it, it it's very peaceful and relaxing to me. Um, so in fact, I I was just out there a couple days ago Sunday. Um, and I was out there last week, so uh, something that I try to um, do a little bit more now. I don't always get to do it, but uh, I try to do it a little bit more, and and, and it is definitely uh, uh, one one of my favorite things to do while I'm here. So uh, everything is good. There you go. I was just gonna say for those of whom who may not have been listening, there she is. I told you this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For those of you who may not have heard, we were talking about um, a few weeks ago, and I was just saying how we 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 don't really enjoy the things. And and I think Rodney, we had asked, uh, was when you bought the apartment, was the balcony one of the reasons that you wanted it? You know, was it an eye catcher for you? And so often, same with me with the bathroom. You like, I just loved how big the bathroom was until I got it. I'm like, it's too big. So we just kind of forget the things that we have and have been blessed mm-hmm. with. They they become uh, things that we've gotten. So then we don't spend so much time enjoying them. And and you know I think that that's the same with life. We just with with even who we choose to do life with. We sometimes just forget. That um, the newness of it, we 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 we. I'm sorry, not the newness. We want the new the new feeling, 
Um, so the instant gratification kind kind of sort of we like we like that. So uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, I'm trying to just in, in settle down and enjoy and just embrace. Like today, I spent I got some real real time alone, and um, it wasn't like a whole lot. But that's just me. I I thrive off of just a just some some solo time that really energizes me. It gives me what I need so that I can be a better person to those who I, I spend time with or, or come across. So I thought about that today, how just, just that, that time, no matter how short, it's like my gasoline. It's my fuel to my car. Um, so it's just like embracing who you are and, and challenging I think all the time to be to be better as well, but truly embracing who you are and what you have, whether it's a lot or or a little, because some people don't require as much as you maybe, and vice versa. So, because like that same balcony that was a good thing for you or eye catcher, somebody else might like. Oh no, I don't want that because it has the balcony. Mm-hmm. So. It's just a matter of preference. So, but things here are are good. Um, I am. Um, I know these people probably say, "What is wrong with this girl?" She's. But I have um, <laughs> yet started another journey, and um, with with working, and and thus far it seems to be be my place for a minute. It gives me the time and space and no one's over my shoulder and I get to talk to people live in front of me. Um, I've met some great people. Um, mm-hmm. It has just been a true blessing. I was like, oh my gosh, I was kind of hesitant about this, but here we go. Let's see. So um, <laughs> I have been enjoying the time just connecting with people and not having someone right there with me. So basically, um, it's an event coordinator. It's just a fancy name for it. But it a lot, like I did the senior expo with this. Now, I did do this with an 80-year-old lady named Miss Barbara, and I have to give Miss Barbara a shout-out, you guys. She, she, she and I have just had a hoot of, of, of a time. We've been talking, and one of the most memorable things I remember her saying is, I'm not going to sit and wait on the nursing home. And she is a go, she's 80 years old and she is a go getter. Like does not have to work, (laughs) um, chooses to work. And that's why she said, I'm not going to sit and wait on the nursing home. I'm going to get out. (laughs) I just think that's the sweetest thing in the world, you know, to have that kind of, of, Funk about her, so and great conversation. So, um, thus far, I am I have found my 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 temporary place on this on this journey called life. My other temporary place. Nothing wrong so, with that, Tammy. You gotta you gotta do what you do until until you find um, that you know special thing for you, like you know. A lot of times I think people uh, can't get to where they need to be or where they should be um, because they get stuck and they get complacent because they're afraid to to, uh, to step out there. 
one more time. I remember, uh, and I'll keep it brief, but I remember when I was um, uh, when I was doing prepaid legal for those of you who know. It. Uh, okay, so we got we we got a witness in the house, uh, but uh, <laughs> um, I remember when I was doing that, and uh, I was at one of the meetings, and they were talking to talking to us about you know the guy who created four hundred nine, the cleaning supplies, and they said um, the reason why he named it four hundred nine was because it took him four hundred nine uh, tries to get it right or to get it the way that he wanted, so. You know, I think I think too too often we get caught up in, you know, how people are going to view us or view our situations or what they're going to have to say or, um, you know, what society says we should be doing or what our parents say we should be doing, what our friends say we should be doing versus doing what we want to be doing and not being afraid to to step out and because you never know. You know what opportunities may come from this one. You know, right. I didn't. I didn't. When I was growing up, I I didn't want to be a teacher when I was growing up, mostly because teachers didn't make any money. You know, and so like every other you know uh, boy that you, you know grew up in my hometown, I'm going to the NFL or the NBA. Well, that that clearly didn't happen. You know, and then I was steady. You know, trying to um, do things like, well, I'll do this or I'll do that. But everything I did, like, it just would not work out when I was in high school and college trying to figure out, you know, trying to avoid, you know, where where I knew I was supposed to be headed. And everything I did, it was like, nope, like, it, it just would not work out. So, you know, you got to be willing to, to take those, those steps because in order to get to any location, you have to take steps. If you're driving, in order to get the location, you have to travel to certain miles. You got to reach certain checkpoints. So uh, I say, enjoy the ride while it lasts, Tammy. Whether it's 30 years or 30 days, enjoy it and see what God has for for you um, in the future. You know, Rodney, the same. I, I'm I'm so glad you said that. Um, and I jotted down, you said they can't get where they need to be. And I think a lot of that, because um, I did have someone. I did. She's fine. I'm sorry. They're coming in here to get Zala, and I'm telling her she's just fine. I think it's absolutely beautiful that she could sit here while I'm working. <laughs> so um, I think because we spend so much time, you think about how much time we spend working per day. That's not including the time we spend preparing for work. Um, We get up, we get dressed, we drive there. We stay there at least eight hours a day. Then we have to drive back home. So, you guys, let's just say that's an estimate of ten hours of of your day. And so I did have someone when they found out that I had, um, quit this last job, and and it's like, well, maybe it's you. And I was like, maybe it is. I just refuse to stay where I'm not happy anymore. I did that for 13 years and was miserable, and I was in my home doing it. Like, that's insane. And the toll that it took on me, my body, my my just, just, just happiness, my peace, was not worth it. 
And so I just refuse to be somewhere. And that means if I have to give up some things, if I have to just give up some things for my peace, so be it. Because when you're spending that much time doing something, you ought to try to like it. You you, you ought to try to want to be there. Um, and so we, I'm, I'm just on a different journey, and I just refuse to, to give people what they don't deserve. And so I'll give them as many chances as my soul will allow. But once you start to mess with that, I got to go. I can no. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I gotta go. So, um, so that being said, um, this is, matter of fact, you guys, this is how I met our our visitor here tonight, the person that we're going to be interviewing. This is how I met her. Like, I, I met her, and 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 what's so unique about this is Miss Barbara, the lady that I just talked about. She and I were supposed to work together on Friday. So I showed up to Wolf Chase Mall, and I waited and I waited, and Miss Barbara was at Oak Court Mall. So she went to the wrong location. So I just said, well, I'll go there. I, I, you know, no, no, it, no big deal. I'll, well, at the, at no big deal now. At the time, I did not want to. Let me just be honest. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I could just go back home. And um, so I, I walk up. And the lady that we're going to have on the show with us tonight, Miss Janice, she was talking to Miss Barbara. So I stood back and listened for probably a good five minutes, maybe something like that, and just heard enough to be wowed by the conversation and, and to be blessed because here is someone on, although our journeys are different, the path is the same, like helping people, making a difference, um, being being uh, aware and awake to what's going on in the world, and so I she would not be on the show tonight had the first of all had I not taken this this new role in my life. Second, if Miss Barbara would have come to the right location, um, and third, if the timing I got there just in time because she could have had the conversation with Miss Barbara and have been had been gone, and I would have never encountered her. So I'm looking for, I'm ready for God's journey in my life, not mine. And I just want to be a blessing wherever I am. And I I can truly say that I've been that in these last two positions, and I'm expecting to be in this position, and that's if it lasts one month, one week, one month, one year, ten years. What what can I give somebody and what what can I get? What can I learn from it and how can I grow? So that being said, so we're gonna we're just gonna have a few minutes, have her tell us about um the caregivers uh respite and the event that they have coming this week and then any other events that they have. So um and Rodney hopefully I didn't get a chance to tell you this before but um I'm sure you read the details and if not she'll fill us in. Okay? Absolutely. So Okay, little girl. I'm gonna pull Miss Janice in. Janice. Hello. Hello. How are you tonight? Hey. I'm doing great. What about you all? We are good. We're good. good. And I hope you heard. 
Yeah, that's Rodney. So, uh, Rodney, meet Janice. I had had not gotten a chance to tell Rodney you were going to be on tonight, but I'm Rodney. You did see the details, right? Yeah, I saw. Uh, it was funny because uh, Tamari was like, uh, "What is the show about?" And I said, "Well, we're interviewing somebody," and she was like, "About what?" And I said, "I don't know. I haven't had a chance to look." I was like, "I just saw." I said, "Tammy tagged me in the show on Facebook." And it came across, but you know, of course, I had an audience, so I couldn't, I couldn't really like uh, read it. So, but I'm, I'm uh, excited to hear all about it. So, uh, Miss Janice, whenever you're ready. Wow. Well, it's nice to meet you both, and I appreciate the opportunity to share about uh, really uh, what um, we have been doing for the last nine years. And um, so I, I represent an organization. It's called Caregivers Respite, and um, we're a nonprofit um, that supports family caregivers through a lot of different ways. Um, um, we do a support group every month. Um, we have sessions in the community. They're called uh, preparing. They're they're called concerns for caregivers, and that's where we talk about like the latest. Um, caregiving statistics. It's not a class, but um, we talk about the laws that have been passed lately that affect family caregivers. And it's really to start conversations with people uh, who care, but but also their families. Because um, over the last uh, nine years that we've been doing uh, caregiver workshops and events, um, we're not real sure that the younger generation is really getting the information about caregiving. And that's why we're doing these uh, sessions in the community. Also, um, we do a conference every year. It's called the Caregivers Rest Conference. And um, it's where we take she's care going of away. caregiver. I'm sorry, James. We're going to put her out. Cause she just, I think she thinks you're talking to her. <laughs> I got the grandbaby in here. Oh, she's so, gone. Wow. <laughs> she's gone. She's looking at the phone talking to her. <laughs> well, um, well, we do that uh, that um, caregivers rest conference, and actually, it'll be our fourteenth this year, where we do it like a day of respite for a family caregiver, and um, also we're we have these workshops. Uh, and part of our programming is um, uh, up under, goes up under our Preparing Caregivers to Care-like um, series where we do a, um, a financial workshop uh, to, to talk about the financial weight of caring. And also uh, what's going to happen in a couple of days is our health literacy uh, training workshop where we um, encourage caregivers uh, – we're going to help caregivers communicate with their health care professional. And so we're busy um, supporting family caregivers in really all kind of ways. Janice, I have a question for you. How does um, so? How, how does someone sign up, or is there what's the process? Say, for instance, if I'm taking care of someone. Um, what what is this, the process of contacting you guys, and and what are the steps? How does one begin? 
with your services? Well, let me let me step back a little bit. Um, I um, um, if I would say um, so, I, I actually started Caregivers Respite because my father got ill, and I had been a nurse for a long time, and um, I really was not prepared for actually caring you know it was a it was a role change um being a nurse is yes you are you're a formal caregiver but but crossing that line and actually taking care of your loved one is is somewhat different and i um i and other family took care of my father but it really threw us for a loop and really i started caregivers respite because of that uh, because uh, it was very hard <laughs> to take care of a loved one, it was it took a lot out of you, and also the Lord told me to do it. And um, so we started Caregivers Rested, and all what we do for family caregivers, I know because of that, is a process. And we we have all these different things that we do for family caregivers. And I would tell anybody, the first thing is to get connected with us because one thing doesn't solve all your caregiving, uh, the things that you're going to come up against. But if you get connected with us, if you come to the meetings, if you uh, go to some of the events, if you um, uh, connect with us, you, I promise you, you will have a more successful caregiving journey. And um, because what we found is that we can't take a, a caregiver out of their caregiving situation, but if they get a break, they can make it. And that's why we named the organization Caregivers Respite, is because caregivers need rest. They need a break. And that's exactly what respite means. It means a period of delay. So if we can get a caregiver for a couple of hours, if they can get a break for a couple of hours, and not only a break, but strategy, information, and knowing how to apply it effectively, their their caregiving journey will be more successful. And so how they can get in touch with us is they definitely can go on um, to leave, uh, call us. They can uh, send us a message. But what we're trying to do is build upon the caregiving journey, and everybody's journey is different. Um, but they can do it by getting a break, and they can do it by getting information. Okay, okay. And about Rodney, you have anything? Yeah, I have a question. Um, yes, so, um, uh, 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 Back um, so in the beginning you were talking about um, the the young people um, and and um, you know whether or not they were you know understanding the process. Um, what are some um, what are some ways that you guys are trying to reach out to uh, millennials, um, or why do you think that you know? this may not be the same for younger people as it may be for somebody 
you know, who's a little bit older? Well, um, let me just uh, clarify. So over the, like the nine years that we've, you know, done this, uh, the, mm-hmm. the average age group that comes to most of the things that we do are 50 and older. And um, I know they get the information. I'm just not as sure if they, uh, if our family caregivers who attend the workshops actually share it with their loved ones or not. Okay. So I I have really, you know, pondered that, and that's why we're trying to start conversations with with families and and any anyone because you know the statistics out here as far as let me just uh talk about Alzheimer's disease you know African Americans um are are getting this disease at an alarming rate and this disease if we just uh focus on that affects so many people, <laughs> you know, a family generation, so many people. And so what we're trying to do, we're trying to reach out to people, period, all ages, because the burden of care doesn't really care what age you are. And in our one of our specifics is really making sure that we uh, encourage people to be proactive instead of reactive. Um, when I mentioned care, do you do any of you care for any of your loved ones? Uh, no, ma'am. Right now? And so no, um, normal, no, I, normally I, we're... Ma'am? No, I'm not either. This is Tammy, and I'm not either. And so, you know, sometimes when I talk about that in caregiving, um, people, uh, if you're not actively caring for someone, sometimes you, you don't think about the the magnitude um, that it takes from a person, a family, the hardship that it creates. And one of my personal goals is to to make sure that if we can start learning something now, if we can uh, strategize now, maybe it won't be so hard on a person if they face that. And and I guess the next question I ask people, if 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 I ask them, uh, are they caring for someone? And they tell me no. Then I started. I start asking them more questions. I ask them, well, do you have an aging parent? Um, do you live on a street where you know someone who has a, a wheelchair ramp or um, anybody in your church you haven't seen in a while? And and when I begin to talk to them more and get more information. Uh, their eyes begin to open up that, that caregiving is not so far from us. And and so, yes, we want to make sure that all age groups are prepared to care because it's really in our back door. 
and but but we might not readily associate it with with being so close because um when I mention fam- family caregiver, people often think about um uh being their primary caregiver, changing a diaper uh, uh feeding someone but and 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 also around the clock care, but that's not always the case. You can be doing caregiving duties and and that person could be able to do some things for themselves but but we want to make sure that that our families are prepared to care. And that's and that's through um awareness of the of the statistics. And mm-hmm. also what family caregivers actually do as duties. So okay. I I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> I think I think uh, that I think you bring up some interesting points, especially uh, now you know uh, n- now thinking about it. Um, none of us are, you know, far away from uh, being a caregiver because you know if you think if you think about you know the unfortunate tragedies this past weekend, um, you know you could end up Definitely. taking care of one of your loved ones. You know, if they survive a, you know, uh, a shooting like we saw this weekend, um, or that we've seen, you know, quite often, sadly, but um, that could happen to anybody at any time. And then, yeah. you know, you're taking care of a relative because they can no longer walk. Like they survived the shooting, but they can't walk anymore. Um, so it, I, I'm glad that you came on because it's something that you know, that we just don't think about. And I was telling my wife this either yesterday or the day before that, you know, I'm grateful to see, you know, her grandmother um, took care of her mother until she passed away um, last November. And her mother was like 95, 96. And then she has a sister who's handicapped, who she's been taking care of for years. But, it's it's good to see family taking care of family versus family saying, well, I can't do it. And then, you know, you don't, really don't know what type of care that person is receiving. So I'm glad that you mm-hmm. came on because it's a very important topic that I don't think we think about um, or plan for. And it could literally happen tomorrow. Yes. You could become a caregiver overnight and, and mm-hmm. you, I, I was just listening to you, and you mentioned several generations taking care of someone. So, um, you know, what we try to do for the caregiver is to give them a break. And mm-hmm. we can do it several different ways, but I just want people to know that as a family caregiver, you become a statistic when you start caring for your loved one. So that person is at risk for uh, all kind of health issues because they they might not be uh, taking care of themselves as well as they would, as well as they're taking care of their loved one. So they may mm-hmm. get some doctors. They may not eat uh, a balanced meal. They might not uh, pay attention to some of the things that face them. And and you know, um, when we do these community sessions, 
it's great to have families there because we really let them know that, yes, that caregiver may not complain. They might not ask for much help, but let me just tell you, they do need help. And people who are in the family, that's their job. I mean, they, I mean, to help that caregiver, they might not want, you might not be able to, to take care of the care recipient, and they might not ask you for any help, but, but for their caregiver, because you know they're a statistic, you can do things for them, which is helping them. And even if they mm-hmm. readily say, no, I don't need it, just know that they need it. Just know that um, you are helping them uh, bypass a lot of statistics. And and, and that's really the message we want to get out, out you know, um, we want to get to people is, is that even though their caregiver may not be asking for help, they really do need some help. Mm-hmm. And if you're not paying um, a, a, a pivotal role in someone assisting somebody else, then now is the time to get engaged because, that's how we can prepare our generation. We can prepare our generation to give great care, to learn different things, to strategize. Because think about this: the people who um, who became caregivers overnight. Do you think that is not a financial burden, mm-hmm. a stress burden? I mean, it really can turn your world upside down, but as a family, we can come together. We can strategize, and we can um, even prepare to care. You know, if you have an aging parent, this is really pivotal. You can't really wait till they need you before you know that you're needed. And And so, you know, these conversations – hopefully spawn all different kind of uh, awareness that, hey, I know I can be doing this, this, and this now to kind of strategize on helping our relatives later. Janice, mm. this is because Tammy. I have a question, question for you. Ma'am. Um, and then what, what I'd like for you to do after that is just go ahead and give the information about Thursday so that the people can sure. hear it and then we'll share it some more. But I have, um, as a very young person, my grandmother um, became ill, and so I saw what it did to, as best as I could um, grasp it all, I saw what it did to my family. And typically there's usually one person just from what I've seen, typically there's one person that may feel like, and and, in often cases, that are doing the bulk of the work. And I heard you say, you know, that the the main caregiver, um, they need help. So I'm I'm bringing this up because oftentimes, even in light of of what um, Rodney brought up about shootings and how quickly someone can um, become a caretaker because anything can happen. Uh, lately I've been seeing a lot of um, conversation about, 
you know, well, well, what is what is going on? What can we do to prevent these things? And so bringing it back to what you're doing, families need to work together. And sometimes, although someone may need that help, they may not ask. And so that does not give them an out. That does not mean you should not ask for help. But in many instances, People feel like, well, why should I have to? And if I have to, you must you you must really not want to do it. And so they will take on the bulk of everything. And like you said, they're worn out, they're stressed. And sometimes, like I've just heard of a, a of an instance where a young girl has been taking care of her grandmother for a very very long time. She's been the, the sole caretaker, and she she lost it. On her grandmother, she took all of that anger out on the person that she's given up her life for to take care of because nobody really stepped in to help her. And when I say she lost it, she lost it to the point where they are thinking of pressing charges on her because the nurse came in and saw some bruises and and she told them what happened. And so I'm bringing this up to, to ask you this question. Do you all have services where you bring families together and help them communicate their needs or help them learn how to communicate to each other without holding each other hostage in, well, you should do this and you should do this, or you're mom's favorite, you're dad's favorite, so you do it. Is there any services that you offer or that can suggest that help people come together in that time? where everybody is needed. Well, you know, you mentioned some great things. So, you know, for for one thing, um, caregivers uh, suffer burnout, and burnout, um, a type of burnout that she might have been facing, I don't know the situation, is called compassion fatigue. And that's when you, you care so much, you give so much until you become uh, past tired, you know, mm. you're fatigued past the, the, you know, past the tired. So you get so tired that, you know, you can't feel anymore. And so mm. you, if you can't feel anymore, you can't really be empathetic. You can't care. And so, um, you, you know, anybody who caregives runs the risk of some type of burnout, some type of stress. And so you mentioned families. And so, you know, in in this segment, we just talked about families, but I just want to interject this also. Families, yes, but also teams, yes. So so in, in retrospect, if there's no family there, you still can build up some type of team to support you because as a family caregiver, if you're taking care of somebody in your home, you need to understand what abuse and neglect is. And that's a side topic, but but so if you don't have a, a family and if, if nobody's engaged and 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 you can't get any help that way, we're still encouraging you to build up a team. And yes, that's why we do these sessions. Every session we deal with some type of resource. When you come to Thursday session, we'll be talking about some type of resource. And um, so things, when you mention families, when you mention asking for help, 
um, things are not as perfect as as we want them to be all the time. But but if you're taking care of a family member in your home, you need a team, whether it's your family, whether it's a, a formal caregiver. And, and, and we do talk to caregivers all the time about building teams and resource. So, and, and that really leads us into like the health literacy training, which we're doing on Thursday. And uh, it's Thursday the 8th, and it's really a communication workshop to help people um, communicate with their health care provider a little better. Okay. And we deal with uh, health literacy issues as well. Okay. And, and where is it, the time? And um, if my understanding is that it's free, correct? Yes, ma'am. It's a free event. And, in fact, it's our second one. Um, it will be at the Garrett Auditorium at Baptist Hospital. And it's, I believe it's in the 6027 building at Baptist um, hospital East. Um, it's from six to eight p.m. And um, I think it's going to be a great training. I'm so excited about it. Um, I think it will help anybody um, strategize, especially if they're taking care of their loved one, um, to understand the concept of communicating. And, and, you know, when you're a caregiver, we expect you to be the best communicator, the best historian, uh, the best financial planner. We, we expect for you to have all these great skills. But now, um, if you're a family caregiver, we're challenging you. We're, we're uh, encouraging you, yes, come communicate. Learn how to communicate just a little better. Mm, okay. Well, one more time before we work to bring it to a close. It's been a, a thank you. It was a pleasure to meet you. Um, I do plan on being there Thursday to show my support awesome. and just be there. Um, so one more time for those who are listening, place, time, um, and anything else you want to share about this event, and then if you'll give out the website and maybe a contact number as well for anybody um, I don't know if you have volunteers or just anything that you think or how, how they will be able to get more information. So they can, uh, we can be reached um, uh, at 901 Um Our website address is um, um, caregiversrespite.org. So it's C-A-R-E-G-I-V-E-R-S. R E S P I T E dot O R G. Um, the communication workshop. We want you to come. Uh, we're encouraging people to register because we'll have a light dinner that we're serving. Um, the uh, workshop will be um, at the Garrett Auditorium uh, in the Baptist East Complex, the 20. I'm, I'm sorry, the 6027 building um, from 6 to 8 p.m. Um, we're looking forward. And, and if I could just tell anybody, if you can't come, can you send your relative? 
Um, we mentioned about families. This is a great way to, to start getting connected and get the information. Um, uh, if, so if you can't come or if you if you don't presently care for someone and do have an aging parent or you're active in your church, please come get connected, uh, pick up some resources, and, and share them. There, there, there are currently 44 million family caregivers in the U.S. There's uh, well over 100,000 in the mid, in the mid south, and so we really got to strategize to do something about um, caring for our loved ones, the quality of care, and they can actually reach out to us um, if they need to make an appointment. They can go on the website. Um, and and we'll make sure that they get what they need or either get pointed in the direction of where they can get, get what they need. Okay. And one more question, Janice, and, and Rodney may have something okay. for you as well. Um, cost. I know, I know there's probably not a way to, to tell us, like, what services typically cost, but is oh, there assistance? Wow. For, for for your service, like if, if if there's a if people cannot afford it, is there ways that they can get like assist assistance with paying? Okay, so what we do for family caregivers is at no cost. People can what? always we're a nonprofit, so we do take donations. <laughs> and and wow. I always ask people to if they could pay it forward, you know. Uh, one thing we we do our conference every year, but we have a um, um, uh, we do a caregiver of the year, and you can always pay it forward. You can always sponsor uh, several caregivers to come because it costs. Uh, when they come to our office, if if they will, um, um, let's talk. Let's have a conversation, and as well, we can take we take donations. So. And and really, um, the the statistics are rising. So this is a great organization to uh, support anyway. If you if you support nonprofit, support us because um, and you can actually go on our website and see all the things <laughs> that we've been doing over the past uh, nine years. So we need your support. In fact, we're getting ready to do so many more other things, and we, we just need support. So I'm glad you, you mentioned that because we do need help to do all the things that we're um, supposed to do. Okay. And do you have a volunteer team? And I promise that's going to be the last question. Do you have a volunteer yes. team? Yes, okay. but we need more. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, okay. that's, okay. One that's more a time. Good, Give out your contact one more time, give out your, make sure, I want to make sure that everybody has your contact information because people listen after the show as well. And and anyone who's listening, if you have any questions, um, any comments that you want to do, go ahead and get those out now as we work to come to a close. But, Janice, go ahead and give out that information again about Thursday and your contact information. It's um, caregiversrespite.org. C-A-R-E-G-I-V-E-R-S-R-E-S-P-I-T-E dot O-R-G. You can like us on Facebook um, or on Twitter, and um, you can send us messages that way. Um, 
Um, the number is 901-921-0923. And um, if you're interested in coming to the workshop, we really need to get a message for, from you. But we're excited um, that we get a chance to make a difference. All right, all right. Well, Rodney, thank anything? You, thank you for having us. You're so welcome, Rodney. Do you have any questions or final uh, remarks? No, I think the I, I think some of the last things that were mentioned, I think, were the biggest things. Um, but please support, and um, and I'll definitely get the information and find out. Um, you know, we're we're here in Virginia, but find out how we can support. Because um, again, this is something that is that is very crucial, and and this has been enlightening for me. This is not something that I think about because I've never had to um, take care of anyone. But like you said, the time to start planning and and start thinking about it is um, is before you find yourself in a situation. So yeah. uh, I think this has been very uh, helpful. Um, and if you joined the show late, please go back and listen to the show in its entirety uh, because there was some, some great information um, given out. Um, and if you have um, any questions um, after the fact, um, you know, you can always uh, reach out to myself or Tammy, and uh, and, I, and I believe Tammy will be able to get in touch with Ms. Janice. But please, 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 very important, please support. Back over to you, Tammy. All right. Well, Janice, we want to thank you. Um, if I don't talk to you, I will see you on Thursday evening, and I'll continue to share it uh, and try to bring some people with me um, as well that that I that I do know that are caregivers, and I invited them to listen tonight, so hopefully they're tuning in as well. So thank you for what you do. Um, keep up the good work, um, and hopefully some you know, some blessings will come by way of this, um, and you have a, a open invite to our platform, Rodney and I. So just let us know how we can assist, and when you want to come back on. Great, I'll be in touch very soon. <laughs> all right, all Thank right. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you both. You're welcome. You're welcome. See you soon. Thank You're you. Welcome. So. Okay, so you guys, since we are coming up on our, on our hour, um, what Rodney and I are going to do is, of course, um, we've been talking a lot about judging and being judgmental, um, and so we're going to give a, one takeaway, maybe two, one or two from both of us um, as far as judging, because I do feel, even even in my own life, I'm catching myself um, looking at people, questioning or judging what, basically saying, well, why? Why do you do this? Why did you do this? Da, 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 And so as I was walking with Zolly today, Rodney, I saw a lady out. It was a, a group of people um, doing um, the uh, boat, the paddle boats or whatever they they are there. And so I saw one, one lady had on you know, her bathing suit, and it just came to me about how, um, and we've talked about this before, but a, a, a bathing suit, a two-piece, is no different from a, a bra and a, pair, and, a, and a pair of panties, basically. That's what it is. But mm-hmm. because we're on a beach, and so that same lady would likely not come out in front of her husband's friends in her underwear at home 
but because we say it's okay on the beach, it's okay. And I'm indifferent. Do your thing. I'm just wanting you to see how we see or to see how we think about things that are acceptable to the world in a different way or acceptable based on the place. And sometimes we do that with ourselves. Like we've talked about this as well. You may act one way with this set of friends at this location, but on Sunday morning you are a whole nother you are a whole nother person, or at work this way. And and I know that there's some professionalism that comes in, but when you when your total being is altered, when you when people look at you like I don't even know who that is, like you are totally different, everything. And so I thought about that today. It just it just was interesting to me that just because of the location, because there's some water and sand. You can put on your, your, your bra and your panties and walk in front of the world, including your husband's friends if they're there. But suddenly when you're back at home, the that same setup does not, it's not permissible. So mm-hmm. that was my judgmental point for today. <laughs> Tammy, I think, it, I think that was a great one because it's, um, it's something that we don't think about. I remember this older gentleman that I used to work with, uh, making that same um, reference uh, years ago. This must have been, I don't know, uh, 15 years ago maybe. But anyway, um, he made that same reference and something that we don't think about. Um, and something else I don't think we think about either, Tammy, and that is when it comes to judging, we always associate judging with bad things. We always think about judging in a negative sense. But when the Bible says don't judge, that's exactly what it means, don't judge. And um, you think about a judge um, in a courtroom, they don't always hand out guilty verdicts. They also hand out not guilty verdicts. So uh, my former pastor used to always say a judge is someone who makes a decision on a situation that has not been determined. But we also shouldn't judge in a good way either, meaning don't assume that because a person looks a certain way or dresses a certain way, behaves a certain way, that they have good intentions. We always associate, um, you know, baggy clothes and uh, sweatshirts or hoodies, especially if worn by a black person, for a thug. We associate, um, you know, maybe overalls or, you know, you know, a, a, I guess a scruffle look tattoos with somebody being a redneck, right? But don't, if you flip that, don't think that everyone wearing a suit is a businessman. Don't think that every woman who wears a long skirt is holy. So the same way we look at people in a negative sense, if they have tattoos or if their pants are sagging, their clothes are baggy, um, we look at them and and think the worst 
but those very people might be the ones to bless you. The homeless person in front of the 7-Eleven or in front of the convenience store might have a word from, from the Lord for you. But we will push those people to the side, but then we judge people or we give people the benefit of the doubt if they look a certain if they if they have on a if they have on a suit or they have on a shirt and tie. Guess what? Mafia men used to always wear suits and they were out here killing people. So when the Bible says don't judge, don't judge people in the good way, don't judge them in the bad way. Get to know them for who they are and then move accordingly. Any announcements for you, Sammy? Uh, nope, not 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 quite now. Coming close, coming close. But I, I'm going to have a lot to to share. So not right now. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, uh, this has been uh, a very insightful show, as I said before, and and I'm glad that um, you met Miss uh, Miss Janice Williams, and uh, and I hope that people reach out and. Um, if you're there in the Memphis area or close enough to Memphis um, and you're able to go on Thursday, we hope that uh, you will join Tammy um, in, in attending the event this Thursday. If not, please, please, please uh, support. Um, and as always, thank you guys for tuning in uh, to our show. We really appreciate it. And uh, before we get off, uh, Tammy, um, it is unfortunate that we have to um, share that that we lost another one of our brothers um, since the last time that we were on the air. Um, this has been a, a very rough 2019 uh, in terms of losing people, but um, our brother Dale, who uh, always called into the show, um, especially when I for, when I was first coming on the scene, and um, I remember him uh, um, having a lot to say the first time I was on with Tammy as a guest before I even started co-hosting with Tammy. Uh, but just a just a great brother, uh, someone who who was never afraid um, to to share his thoughts and never afraid to take advantage of an opportunity where he could be a blessing to somebody else. Um, uh, but, um, you know, just one of those things that, um, you know, that, that, that we have to deal with, uh, tell me any words from you before we close out. Um, no, just, just thank you for remembering to do that. And, um, I guess it's just evidence that we have to live each day to its fullest. And, and, and we all have to work on that, including me, because so, it was truly unexpected. Um, and that one, for some reason, like I said, I was, I was talking to um, Henry about it, and I was just sharing with him that for some reason it just, that really bothered me, that, that just like that, you know, Dale is gone. He's, it, you know, changed the world radio yeah. as far as his voice, his, his, his um, views, are no longer there, and I think more importantly is that because 
I didn't do so well with just even keeping in touch, reaching out, because he was always talking about not having family and just being alone and feeling like he was alone. Um, mm-hmm. And I've thought about him quite often. Um, so just it's just evidence that we need to do better with being better when it comes to people and not wait until a tragedy happens or there's a death or something like that. So other than that, um, that's it, Rodney. Amen to that. Well, until next Tuesday, we hope that you guys uh, have a blessed week. We hope that you um, take some time to uh, enjoy your loved ones and, and catch up with those that you may not have seen or talked to in a long time. And if, and definitely always search your heart. Uh, make sure that you are not holding any grudges because you just never know. Uh, but we will see you guys next Tuesday, same time, same station. Good night, everybody.
long time coming, but I know. 